Hi, welcome to Two Guys, One Girl Santa, your friendly neighborhood podcast, where we come together, drink some beer, and talk about the nerdy things that we love. Today is episode 30. Yes, Ooh. we made the big 3-0. Yeah. I'm your host, Matt Tapia. With me, as always, is Santa. Santa. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Howdy. What's up? What's going on? I was hoping for a ho, 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 but I didn't get it, <laughs> did I, Nicole? How are you doing, Nicole? I'm great. Ho, ho, ho. Thank you. Mrs. Claus. And Cameron? Whoa, ho, ho, Matthew. Have you been a good little boy this year? How was that? Splendid. <laughs> all right. Well, now that we're all in the Christmas spirit, uh, I want to give us all a, a big uh, you know, shout out because we, we stay committed. It, we oh. did another podcast that took us only three more weeks to record as opposed to a We've month done as many episodes months. in this month. As we had in the prior six months, I think. Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. I did... See, we did a podcast. We did, like, a Oscars preview. And then, uh-huh. within three weeks, we did, like, Captain Marvel. And that was maybe our best sort of time frame between right. two podcasts. But, you know... Mm-hmm. We're, we're keeping after it. We're, we're, we're starting off on a positive note for, now that we've for hit, our New Year's resolution. Yeah. Now that we've hit 30, we ain't kids anymore. Time to buckle down and uh, regularly record podcasts. We're the same age as Taylor Swift. Really? There we, that makes me feel old. Yeah. Happy birthday, Taylor Swift. She just turned 30 uh, uh, on the 13th. Happy birthday, Tay-Tay. So, uh, a lot has happened over the past couple weeks. Cameron, you uh, succumbed to pressure and got Disney+. Plus. I got Disney+. Plus. Uh, have you been ripping through The Mandalorian? Yeah, I'm not caught up, which we were discussing before the mics turned on, but uh, I'm, I'm mostly caught up, and it's definitely worth the money I spent. And also, you know, I did the Disney-Hulu thing, and I've been watching other things on Hulu, uh, and that's been very worth it. So, Sin and Nicole, your guys are caught up, mm-hmm. but Cameron, where are you? There's six episodes out now. As I'm in episode recording. like five and a quarter. Like he basically just got to Tatooine and yep. is like in the famous bar, like the original bar you're like scene. Four and a quarter. Yeah, I think you're four and a quarter. He hasn't, he hasn't met fake Han Solo yet. No, I guess I guess not. Uh, I thought that was on episode five. Anyways. Uh, He's yeah. He's at a bar on Tatooine and some newbie. Uh, I bounty you're, you're episode guy. five, yeah. but you're you're like twenty minutes into episode five. Yeah, maybe yeah. ten minutes into yeah, episode yeah, five. Yeah. So not not far into episode five. Okay, um, but you know, go 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 full bore with spoilers. I don't care. So I'm, I'm a big boy. I would say the first three episodes were a good setup, and then episode four was just kind of almost. A what seemed like a one-off. It was basically, you know, a tried-and-true story of, hey, this civilization that is somewhat primitive is being overrun, and they need right. Mando to train them to protect against the Empire. They walked a real fine line with that planet, because on the one hand, there are these, like, poor, like, hapless farmers who, like, can't even defend against orcs with clubs. On the other hand, they have robots walking around helping them, helping them plow the field, so it's, just, I don't know. I get that they're like still in the intergalactic, you know, well, civilization, but and, and I, that continues the whole Star Wars problem of there's only one town per planet. 
Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's it, a lot of planets out there. No, wait, hey, <laughs> Tatooine has two. There's Mos Eisley and there's Mos Espa. We, you know, there's oh, and Anchorhead. Anchorhead. There's Have three. we been to all those places in the movies? I, I think you've only seen maybe Anchorhead, like maybe in a deleted scene. Oh, okay. okay. Mos Espa is where like Episode One, the prequel, where oh. like the. Pod, the race. pod race. Pod races, yeah. yeah. That's why I've erased it from my Now this is podcasting. Indeed. <laughs> Nobody's ever came up with an idea of that. Spinning, that's a good show. trick. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, that actually ties in with a question I have later. So, Santa and Nicole, you both kind of talked about how Mandalorian is very, almost like a, like a, a video game where you have missions. Okay. Uh, I, I think it's sort of staying to that theme. Is that good or bad? It's fine. I think it's good. I'm not mad at it. Well, it's it's the thing of like, this is the first live action Star Wars series. People are used to the movies mm-hmm. where yeah. you you know you have the beginning, end, and stuff in between. So now, so now we don't know. I'm sure they have an idea of how they want to end it, but then they don't know how many seasons they're gonna do. That's the the thing with TV is like, you know, you don't want it to end abruptly uh, unless you just plan on having three or four seasons. You know, or, or like a Game of Thrones where you have eight, but then you really only needed five. Okay. You know. Or or you needed more than eight, <laughs> one or the other, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, let's assume there's a season two, Nicole. Does, does Baby Yoda make it to season two? I'm going to riot if Baby Yoda doesn't make it. I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to, he or she is going to die, but... But th- does Baby Yoda need to be in yeah, in season two? I think so. Because like the the merch is finally going to be available, but not until the spring. Yeah, They're we like, need like the Funko is not going to be out until like March, and then like uh, Hasbro's got stuff that's coming in May. Yeah. But pre orders are up. I have a hard time still. I mean, I get they wanted absolute secrecy, but like the idea that like they didn't know Baby Yoda, Yoda was going to be like a huge toy for this Christmas. Yeah. I mean, it's freaking Disney, like. Aren't they supposed? Isn't that supposed to be their whole thing? Is the merch? Yeah. They, they didn't want it to take away from the Frozen merch. <laughs> that is two very like, different demographics. Yeah, because uh, like our our nephews, I was asking what to get them for Christmas, and their mom said you would win Christmas if you got anything Baby Yoda related. So it's Etsy. It is knit Yodas. <laughs> it is. <laughs> well, um, I think. Uh, we, well, I was expecting the next episode to come out Friday, Santa, but you're saying it's coming out Wednesday? It's coming out Wednesday, yep. Okay, so it's to not interfere with, with... Star Wars coming, yeah, Okay. the movie. And there's there supposed to be like some special like sneak peek or something included with the, the Ooh, really? Wednesday's episode. I mean, it's sneak like... Peek. It's a sneak peek for, for Rise of Skywalker, but it's like, do you want to know more? Or, you know, that kind of thing, you know. So like, I don't know, I feel like I know too much based on the trailers for Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Just, like, show me the movie at this point. So, I'm going to be out of town. I'll be in Vegas. Humble brag. <laughs> uh, I feel like this was a movie that we all three would go watch it on premiere night. But Surely. All three? N- none of y'all are going to watch a premiere night. I'm not here. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. you have a reasonable excuse. Uh, on premiere night? Well, I guess I'm technically here on premiere night. So, I could go, but... Um... I've been traveling a lot. It would be a, a strain on the home front, you know. So, Santa Nicole, what's up? Why, why are we waiting till Saturday? That seemed like, uh, I don't, uh, I guess I wasn't, I didn't really want to see it opening on, you know, the Thursday night. And then You don't want to watch it with the fanboys? And all the tickets were sold out for the Friday, so you know, we're going to see it at, like, Saturday morning at, like, 
Yeah. Oh. The fanboys are honestly a little much. Uh, you know, when, when uh, Force Awakens came out, it was kind of fun to see it opening night. There was people in costumes, blah, blah, blah. But, like, by the fifth applause moment, yes. when it's like characters that have been in literally every Star Wars. Like, R2-D2 and C-3PO were even in episodes 1, 2, and 3. Like, they're we don't really have there. to clap. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I know that character, too. I mean, you know. Yeah. That, so it I, just gets old. You know? I don't mind the, the actually dressing up the, co- the costumes. No, costumes is great. Co- yeah, that, I love I, that. Yeah. I am slightly okay if people want to cheer when the big star logo yeah, shows yeah. up. But no, no, like, just screaming and clapping just because like, C-3PO yeah. decided to There's walk really into no, the no like The only thing that I think is justified in terms of emotional outbursts during the movie is maybe... When Han Solo gets stabbed through or, the heart, or, you know, laughter or yeah, laughter spontaneous, but like, cla- like clapping, it's like we're all here because we like Star Wars. Like, there's just too much reverence. You know? Yeah, yeah, uh, I totally agree. Um, I am running a theme that if if we can't get into it opening night, then I I think Star Wars is heading to a trend. I think the franchise over. is in trouble on the big screen unless they just. Shut it down and restart. They need, they with need none a, of the same. They need to take a break. Yeah, yeah. They I, squandered the last three movies. Honestly, I think if they wanted to do something with like a a very 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 minor character, I'd be okay with it. But there can be absolutely nothing with a legacy character. And they also have to have a character like where they've got an interesting idea, like. Who'd have thought anything, any of the characters we met in Thor Ragnarok were characters we would care about? Nobody, probably, before. Right. Other than the other than the Hulk and, the, and Thor, the main characters. But, like, you, you were interested in all of them because they, you know, made them feel real. So they got to pick somebody, like, I don't know, Greedo, before, you know, before, yeah, I'm before well, Han shot him. What happened with Greedo? What yeah. was his backstory like? I actually wouldn't be against picking, like, an evil character. Yeah. And focusing Maybe on that. Maybe he's not so evil. Well, no. they could, they, like, well, I mean, we like the prequels. They did, you know, basically it was Darth Vader's origin story. Yeah. So why not an origin story for the Sith? Where did they come from? Like, yes. Go old Republic. You know, you got the Jedi's, and then where did the how did the Sith were born? You know, they, mm-hmm. yeah. evil isn't just born. It's it's made from something. Yeah. Like why why fundamentally is there a dark side and the yeah. light side of the Force? You know. <laughs> I think Disney is just going to keep pivoting towards these Disney Plus shows because they're so easy to make and profitable. Yeah. We already got The Mandalorian, apparently the Obi-Wan show. They're doing show Obi-Wan show uh, yeah. next year. It's coming too, so I'm sure they'll only do more things like that. I And I'm I'm, I'm fine with that. I, mm-hmm. I do think just, we, we just can't do another trilogy. And I, and I think even if they ended up doing that Old Republic uh, trilogy, Santa, they're going to not be able to avoid like let's talk about Yoda for a long time right you know it's just like look I think it's because the series hangs too heavily on certain like moments and characters and tropes like somehow they've allowed the world to to, like we've been saying they've allowed the world to like feel real small you know yeah I mean we make the joke about there being pretty much one city per planet but it's 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 true I mean you have this huge galaxy of of you know planets and we just focus on about the same 20 characters. It's usually one city or one climate. Yep. Or, uh, you know, in episode two, I guess, or maybe episode three, the, uh, you know, the city planet. 
you know, the whole yeah, Coruscant. The, yeah, the planet was the city. The city was the planet. You know, mm. um, I don't know. I think George Lucas is probably a lot to blame because he the episodes one, two, and three turned so much of Star Wars into like a cliche of itself mm. with the way things worked. You know, I don't know. Well, nonetheless, we are going to see it and we are going to talk about it. So be sure to check in for the next episode thirty one, which I'm sure we'll cover. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker and talk about how awesome it was. Right? All of our warm takes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Santa Nicole saw a movie this weekend. What did you guys see? We saw Jumanji, The Next Level. Ooh. Interesting. A fun classic movie starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Kevin Hart. Jack Is this Black like the third or the fifth one? I feel like there's been several. It's the third with it's, it's, Jumanji in the title, but I guess technically in this series it's the fourth one. Really? What? That was... All with the Rock? No, no, no. It's the second one with the Rock. Okay. I thought yeah. the the one that just Jumanji, the one that was the reboot, was the you know the other one that had the Rock was only the. Th- I thought it was the Robin Williams so, one, the and then these was, two. The Robin Williams one, and then there was one that was Arthuria that was set in space. It's another board what? game. What board game? It, oh, you're kidding! Considering it, that part of the canon, it was part. It was from the same producers and stuff. Oh, they okay. they considered it part of the canon until. It was really bad. Then they kind of like they they want to distance themselves from it. So I would just yeah. die if the next yeah. Jumanji reboot movie was about the space place. The, yeah, mm-hmm. I would just die. Yeah. But yeah, this one. So this one is the second one with the Rock and yeah, Kevin Hart in this one Kevin too. Hart, yeah, Kevin Hart, The Rock, Jack Black, uh, Karen Gillum, who's uh, Nebula. Ah, uh, yeah. she is. She's an interesting person because like. She's in other movies for sure, but it's like you can't recognize her without her makeup. She was in was, was she on Community? No. She was on Doctor Who. Doctor Who, yeah, she was mm-hmm. one of the. Was she a doctor? No, no. There's only one, one female doctor. Right. Well, uh, uh, recommended or you know? I mean, it's, do it's, you have to just love The Rock, Santa? We know you love The Rock. It, it was it it, had, it was funny and had enjoyable moments. If you like the if you like the the last one. Which was was pretty good. Last well, one was pretty funny. It was yeah. surprisingly good. And so this one is just more the same. Just like, but it's uh, the whole shtick is the the actors are playing the children who are sucked into the game. So the Rock for the first movie was actually a nerd character. So he was really shy and had to get over himself a little bit. Um, Wasn't Jack Black the hot girl? Yeah, Jack Black yeah. was like a cheerleader. So. Mm-hmm. You know, he he had to deal with not having the body he was used to. Karen Gilliam's character was like a super nerdy girl, so then she turned into the super hot athletic girl. Um, So just a lot of that, and they just did more of the same thing. But they switched the 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 Rock was Danny DeVito, and Kevin Hart was Donald Glover. So Mm. it's a lot of like old jokes, like, you know, the rock, you know, pretending to be lost. So is that just every single Jubanji movie now, pretty much? It's let's just take a character (laughs) and put them in a body of somebody. Yeah, that's what they kind of did for the, for these two, but we'll see. They kind of opened up for a third one where, because like, you know how in the Robin Williams one, the Jumanji comes out into the real world. So in in these, in these past two, it's been them going into the, into the game. Right. So they're hinting maybe at the third one, they're, uh, they're going to come out of the game. So, I mean, that's who knows. No more banana peels for me. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, uh, I hope you were able to catch uh, maybe some interesting trailers. There have been several that have been coming out, Nicole, recently. Yes, there were some interesting trailers. The Um, two that come to mind to me are are the Black Widow and the Wonder Woman 1984. It seems like we have a woman uh, comic book hero cat fight (laughs) on our hands here. Because they both, they come out like, uh, Black Widow comes out May 1st, and then Wonder Woman comes out June 5th. This reminds so. me of that summer when uh, K-9 Cop and Turner Hooch both came out at the same time. <laughs> but these two movies look so incredibly different from one another. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's not really fair to compare Black Widow as a superhero to like Wonder Woman as a superhero. Cause Comic book hero, I, I made it very clear. Yeah, but they're, they're two totally very different characters. Um, I gotta say, I'm not really that excited about Wonder Woman 1984. <gasps> I'll How go see it. Dare you? Um, it feels. I thought I knew you. Nicole. It, I mean, you wrote it. You ranked the original Wonder Woman 34 out of five stars. <laughs> it's yeah. 35. I think, 35. But it, yeah. um, I'm not saying I won't see it, and I'm not saying maybe I won't like it. Still, mm-hmm. um, it just kind of felt like a little bit at this point, like they really wanted to put Chris Pine in a fanny pack. They wanted, oh. to, they wanted to capitalize on the, the, the 80s nostalgia. Yeah. You know, and like, so, like, they really just kind of hammed it up. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to explain where where Trevor, goes, uh, Trevor yeah. dies in the first one. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's he's back in this one. And he one. doesn't have superpowers, so they better not, like, just pull him but out of it, a block of ice. Well, there's a time gap because he's, like, he looks like he's a little older, but he doesn't. I mean, that's like what it was. Yeah, like, he would be like a they, senior citizen. Yeah, it was like nineteen nineteen yeah, yeah. to nineteen eighty four. That's like yeah. sixty five years. Yeah, you know. So, so I'm sure, I'm sure that they will explain it. I, I hope that they will explain it in a way that makes sense. Um, but just like, I'm getting really kind of tired of the eighties retro aesthetic. Mm. It it just kind of felt like they were capitalizing a little bit too much off the nostalgic movement. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's hot take. The movie should have come out this year. I don't know why. It, right. It, it seems it, a little. It, yeah. It's been it's a while. It's a little late at this point. I felt the same way when I watched the, a little, the Ghostbusters trailer too. Even though it's there's not another s- Ghostbusters coming. So out. we'll get to that. Oh my god. Yeah. It's not set <laughs> but, in the 80s, but I'm just like I'm ready to move on with another. So Santa, here's my hot take. I think that the Wonder Woman 1984 trailer had more of a feel of a Marvel MCU universe trailer, yeah. and sure. the Black Widow had more of a DC universe yeah. trailer. And I'm actually, kind of... just by the trailer alone, more interested in seeing Wonder Woman 1984 than I am seeing Black Widow. Your thoughts? So. I mean, I'm more interested in seeing Wonder Woman, yeah, because we, at least, well, it's... Oh. I have more faith in Wonder Woman, I guess. It's... it's we both know where they each character ends up, so but at least with Wonder Woman, it looks like it'd be the journey might be a little more fun. Mm-hmm. With Black Widow, I mean, she journey, was riding yeah. lightning bolts with a lasso. Yeah, for God's sakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, like it. I, I know that was a bit of a hot take, but I just I wanted a little bit more substance, I guess, in the trailer. It just well, my problem with Black Widow is I love the movie Salt. And it might as well have just been, you know, you know, Salt the prequel. Was she in Salt? No, that was... No, so Salt is the Angelina Jolie where she was trained as a child to be... Child assassin, basically. Yeah, to be an assassin, to, you know, infiltrate, whatever. I mean, literally, there were certain scenes where I could just play back Salt and it was the same 
Yeah. Right. And, and we just had that with uh, Red Sparrow with Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It's a pretty common, like, trope. 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 Yeah. Yeah. The whole the thing with the Red Sparrow 2 was set in Russia, too, or the, the girl was a Russian spy. Mm-hmm. And also a ballerina, too, I believe. So yeah, absolutely. The ballerina part of it, of course. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're Russia. You have to love ballet, right? Yeah. So. What I want to know is Scarlett Johansson going to try to do a Russian accent again? That's I'm okay not, with it. I mean, she spoke Russian be, in the very first Marvel Avengers a, movie. It's going to be a prequel, right? Hopefully she'll just get a good voice coach. I mean, you can... Do a good Russian accent. Russian accent. And Scarlett Johansson, she can play whatever she wants. She can play a tree if she wants. Yeah. Mm. She can play a USB thumb drive if she wants. That was a quote for her. Oh, really? Yeah. Just about backlash from her playing some... Oh, she played like a... uh, Was it from uh, Ghost in the Shell? No, no. There was going to be like a... She was going to play like a transgendered character. Oh. A transgender guy, whatever. And then she ended up backing out of it. And then, yeah. Just about like... I see. So... Cameron, there was a new Ghostbusters trailer. Is it the ladies from the previous one? No, it's not. Is it the... It's a they are... It's a sequel it's, from it's the second a, It's a generational sequel reboot of the original. Oh, so none so of... So, by uh, explaining that... Dan Aykroyd's not in it. Bill I don't know about it. the original characters they didn't are show in, them in it, a trailer. They're not but in the they are making comments that... It, so, it's children, or teenagers... It's, uh, it's, uh, uh, and it's heavily alluded to that they are the children or maybe grandchildren. No, it's definitely uh, his uh, grand us uh, of Spankman of the original. Spankman, <laughs> Spankman, yes. Spankman. Uh, Spankman from now on for me. Spangler, what is Spangler and Spankman. E- Egon Spangler, Egon, Egon Spangler, Ray Stantz, the one that's Peter dead, Bankman. the one the the actor, the, yeah, the actor yeah. that's dead. It's 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 that's to be, Egon Spangler, yeah, 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 yeah. It's his, Harold Ramis, Harold Ramis, yeah, it's yes. his granddaughter in the okay, in and I, Ivan Reitman, who directed the original Ghostbusters, his son Jason Reitman, is it Jason? I want to say it's Jason Reitman is directing this one. Well, good luck to him. All right, so you're not excited about this at all. Maybe if the trailer was awesome, I would be excited because I didn't see that trailer. It's sort of just kind of, nah. It I actually mean, has like a little bit of the... Uh, I'm kind of sick of Finn Wolfhard. To it's a strange... Yeah, it's they, very Stranger Things. Not, you know, just he, because Finn he Wolfhard He was in is Stranger in Things, but, and then he was in It, and now yeah. he's in Ghostbusters. Is he the main cool. guy from Stranger Things? The guy who is dating Eleven? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I agree. The 80s nostalgia thing is long in the tooth. My, my bigger problem is that, like, it's been done so well already in, like, Thor Ragnarok yes. that, like, to me, Wonder Woman looked like it was just, like, not subtly copying the style of mm-hmm. Thor, you know? And... I'm just ready for, like, another kind of original, something a little bit more original at this point. Because yeah. next year is going to be 2020, which means we should be getting the 90s. Yes. Nostalgia. 100%. <laughs> right. Yes. Although, I feel like early 90s already, nostalgia is, like, not as fun as 80s We're already nostalgia. getting a little bit of 90s nostalgia. We had that with Captain Marvel. Yeah, we but it's like... We had that with 10-15. So, 80s nostalgia is, like, neon everything and, like, synthwave music. 90s nostalgia is that purple and teal Grunge. zigzag thing yeah. bullshit on the side of a Dixie cup. Like... <laughs> So 90s nostalgia is worse. It's objectively worse. Well, <laughs> I here's the problem is is that do you want to focus on the early 90s or you want to focus on the late 90s? Because you're focusing on the early 90s, not no, not, not there. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there, but it's just 
do you really want to relive like the grunge period and is that fun yeah i'm not sure if it's fun i mean it's really good yeah like early 90s would be the grunge period and hip-hop like you know gangster rap maybe gangster rap yeah. and also, which also really isn't also, like, uplifting smith, either yeah will smith like you know that kind of early 90s hip-hop as well um i'm not sure if there's you know yeah i don't think there's a style thing there to maybe turn into a movie though it's it's pretty spread out yeah. i think it would be more like the later part like i'm thinking you know britney spears the uh, bands are like pop yeah i mean it's like I mean, that, a lot of that stuff is still around though it, it, that's the problem is like media has become so much more like ubiquitous and like the internet has kind of changed things so like I feel like a lot of 90s stuff is still feels kind of present and modern. Like I mean the the Matrix changed movies forever and like special effects still reflect the way it changed what people expected movie special effects, you know, like I don't know. Mm. So we are coming up on the, the decade. Um I have kind of combed through a lot of the best of in the decade. Was and it an okay decade? Santa, I and Cameron and Nicole, I'm I'm just I I don't think it was really that impressive except for I think of what was accomplished from a Marvel City cinematic universe. I, I think, think everything else was sort of just kind of average. We didn't really have anything amazing other than well, MCU. Like there was a lot of good things, probably not a lot of like like really good thing, you know, because here here in this decade there was a lot of a lot of stuff thrown at you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a, you know so much media out there, and like mm-hmm. there's just so much more of it to to take in. And now that we're also older, we can we you know we we we're either have, well we either have to like consume only so much or or consume all of it. So I mean, it's, yeah, and it's not just movies in the theaters or TVs on TV shows on TV. We have movies and TV shows available on streaming services exclusively. Yeah. I do think, Nicole, that there was a lot in pop culture that might... I don't want to belittle previous decades, because, I mean, it wasn't like something just groundbreaking, social-economical happens, unless you want to consider the Me Too movement, which I think was sort of just a trend. But it was definitely a decade of women, I think, in, in, in one way, shape, or form. There was a lot of focus on women in entertainment mm-hmm. from both TV, music, film, just just kind of everywhere. I, that was sort of the only culturally significant thing that yeah. I could potentially say. Even in the past few years thinking about movies, I feel like there's there's been more uh, female, even just thinking about the kind of movies we watch, there's been more female-led superhero movies than there have been before, but there's also been just to more like minority led movies too with like mm-hmm. Black Panther and then uh, Jordan Peele his horror movies too and then uh, Crazy Rich Asians and things like that more diversity more, yeah, more diversity that's the word I was looking for diversity is, is good I, I, I think so, yeah because I mean it, it just it just opens up for more avenues to, to mm-hmm. more stories different stories mm-hmm. from different perspectives and angles and stuff so I I think honestly it's about being consistent about that, right? And you know, we can't just do it a couple years, Cameron, and have right. some diverse movies, have some women in cinema, and the next year, guess what? All the 
directors that got nominated are all white men again. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I started listening to a Freakonomics podcast uh, featuring Gina Davis, and she's talking about how when Thelma and Louise came out in 1990 or 1991, people talked about how, like, oh, this movie's going to change everything. There's going to be so many more, like, female directors and so many more, like, female-led and female-only you know, mainstream Hollywood movies, and she was like, none of that shit happened. Like, yeah. my movie came out, it got huge press and made a lot of money, and then it was right back to, like, the next Harvey Weinstein flick. <laughs> the yeah. biggest thing that came from that was Brad Pitt. Right. Yeah. Mm. True. Yes. It was yeah, just I mean, smoking a lot of pot while looking hot. Yeah. So. Um, I think the other angle to the whole, you know, diversity thing is just the realization, again, from, like, producers that it's not just the movies are good and have merit. They make, like, shitloads of money. You know, like, Crazy Rich Asians made an assload of money. You know, all those movies were very, like, commercially successful because people... There's lots of, you know, different yeah, demographics who want to go watch that, you know? Indeed. Uh, so, looking at some historical moments. So, I'm going to tie in this by mentioning something else. So... Santa Nicole, you've been catching Knives Out. That's pretty popular. Mm-hmm. We saw that last week. Yeah, that was. That looked good. I wanted to see that. Yeah, yeah. it was a. What y'all think? It's just a. It's just. It doesn't feel like the kind of movie that should be popular, but I'm glad it is. It's just looked cluish. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a who done it. Um, yeah, that's, those it's are usually funny, pretty entertaining. It was clever. It was a little. It was a little slow in a couple places. Felt a little long. I like Daniel Craig, especially when he isn't Bond. Daniel Craig has a very uh, he was hilarious. Has an accent, uh, uh, I guess, kind of it's a spoiler. Strong Kentucky uh, accent. Yeah, uh, uh, Chris. He he plays the the uh, private eye that right. gets called in, and uh, and and Chris Evans' character like hears hears Daniel Craig talk, and he's like, "What is this CSI KFC?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like it's just chalk filled with little one liners like that. They're yeah. just absolutely hilarious. It's mm. just just really nice to watch something totally original that's not like a remake of something or based off a book or. And it's interesting because like a lot of the actors in the I can't I can't think of all the actors but like Chris Evans and Daniel Craig are both like huge action stars mm-hmm. at this point. I'm sure they're as happy as as we are that they're doing something that doesn't involve explosions and fight scenes. You know, mm. and and Ryan Johnson wrote and directed it. He was the one that did Last Jedi. Okay, yeah, yeah. He did Looper, which is... Yeah, Looper's 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 really good. Did that come out this decade, or is that 2008 or 2009? I think it was the first decade. Maybe 10 or 11. Because, you know, talking about... Is that sequel ever going to happen? There's a sequel coming out for Looper? I thought they have been mentioning it. I don't know how you do that. It's just, like, so perfectly contained. And he kills himself. Yeah, he kills himself. 2012. Okay, yeah, so there have been some very good... Sci-fi flicks this decade, Looper and Ex Machina. Ex Machina actually is yeah. That, that's a great one. That's a thing yeah. about yeah. Uh, so you mentioned it, Cameron. Uh, so uh, thirty-four years and three days ago, uh, Clue, the ah, movie, yeah. came out. So has everybody seen it? I've seen. I've it. only seen pieces of it. Okay. Aww. So you remember it? You have. Don't don't worry about spoilers. Just well, I know, it. I know, but I, I mean, you, you said when we were talking about Knives Out, it was clueish. But I mean, you still haven't like. Seen I get the, the whole premise. Thing. Yeah, it's like 
people in a house. Nobody knows who did it. One thing I didn't really... I knew that Clue had multiple endings, and, like, I'd only seen it on, like, DVD slash TV. So I think there... They go through all the endings. So it was actually a marketing gimmick. Yeah, I didn't realize that Because you didn't know which one you were going to go see. Yeah, that's cool. So, which I think is a little bit unfair, because what if you just saw the ending that you already saw before? Right, that does suck, yeah. But they, yeah, in the the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a really interesting concept. So for those of you who haven't seen it first, go see it. All four of us have recommended it, especially if you're a Tim Curry fan, because it may be Tim Curry at his best, to be honest. Even better than Rocky Horror Picture Show? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rocky Horror Picture Show is just... It's one—it's a terrible movie. <laughs> it, it, there, there's really nothing... It, it's one of those movies, it's so bad, it's good. I see. Um, I don't really... I mean, to be honest, Frankenfurter, the character that Tim Curry plays... I will say Tim Curry probably made anywhere near redemptionable just mm-hmm. from the fact of his character of Frankenfurter was so over top and played over top by him that it was it was rewatchable at least from a cult classic. But just an amazing cast if you think about it: Michael McKeon, Martin Mull, Christopher Lloyd, um, Leslie Ann Warren. Uh, just uh, I, I none, none of those people are you know. Star fame people, but at that time they were just great, great yeah. act- They're actors and actresses. Eileen Brennan, and, yeah, um, and it was a very rewatchable movie. And so, if you buy the DVD or catch it on, you know, uh, you know Netflix or whatever, they have three endings to the movie, all of which are supposedly probable in some sort of kind of way. Although if you rewatch it, some of it is kind of maybe not probable. But they have one ending, Nicole, where uh, Miss Scarlet is the killer. Mm-hmm. And then another one where Miss Peacock is the killer. And, and then the best one of all. And then the best one, which they claim is what really happened, is almost everybody was a killer. So uh. Colonel Mustard, Professor Flum, Miss Scarlet, uh, Miss White, um... And the butler, or well, Tim Curry's character, he also killed Tim Curry. Which you're led to believe that maybe Mr. He, Green was 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 the 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 because there were six murders. Well, but yeah. But if you enjoy that kind of funny, clever, with some you know genuine laughs, but still like some good twists and turns, and you'll like Knives Out. Yeah, Knives Out was a good like like a. It was. It came out around Thanksgiving, so it was like a family type, not a family movie, but like you can take the the family to see. Right. It's, you can it's take not, your it's teenage. Not that like grandma doesn't want to see Marvel's, you know, yeah. uh, Avengers Endgame. But yeah. you could like any like teenagers could enjoy it, and you know, good Thanksgiving. Your parents like, and older relatives could also. After enjoy you wake it. up from your nap, you go see that with the family, so you mm-hmm. don't have to talk to each other anymore. Mm-hmm. That's how my family rolled. <laughs> I, it, I, that's one I wouldn't mind seeing again. We'll probably wait till we can rent it. So, speaking of old movies and stuff you can see on Netflix, uh, they have a series of movies Netflix does of blank, blank, blank that made us or or whatever. Yes. So, they have the toys that made us, which I I really highly recommend if you were a toy collector in the 80s or 90s as a kid growing up because they talk a lot about those toys that 
He-Man, Transformers, uh, Masters of the Universe. They also talked about Barbies. They talked about uh, Hello Kitty and the Star Trek. And it's really kind of interesting. Uh, a lot of it was maybe rehash of old stuff, but it was still worth checking out. But they also had a series called The Movies That Made Us. Yeah. And they had some really interesting takes of Home Alone, about how, how that was made. And they talked about what everybody's favorite Christmas movie is it a Christmas movie Die Hard uh-huh. so uh, Cameron are you, are you a big Die Hard person no I've never seen any of them how do you live <laughs> I'm about to man. get kicked out I of mean, the podcast just, I like too, but we'll add this me. to the list of movies that Cameron hasn't seen yeah. yet that we should My talk I about I did see a really great actually uh, I think we already had this one on the list I yeah it's on the known. list yeah. uh, I saw a great tree topper on reddit and it was uh Bruce Willis jumping out of a building that was exploding. So, Nicole, you have seen. I've seen it. I've seen. Did you all see it pre or post Santa? Post, That's always our important. first Christmas together. I think we went to like McKay, which is the used book and media store here, and we mm-hmm. bought a lot of them. Uh, yeah, I have the the collection. Yeah, we have the collection. The now, first four so. movies. <laughs> you don't have. Uh, it's a good day to die hard. That, yeah, I don't, that's the I don't. fifth the one. Fifth, no, no, the fifth one sucks. So is that the one that has the Mac guy in it? In no, no, that's PC the fourth one. Which is, that no, one's no, 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 pretty, that's, that one's that's actually live free, die hard. That's, that, that's yeah, that, or die hard four point That was actually not too bad. Okay. Yeah, that was actually really good. Uh, who's the bad guy? The it was in, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, Timothy Oliphant was yeah. really good in that. Yeah. So it's fine. They're all fine. They're not. Even the original's fine. Or is the original actually? Just, I think the original. The original I think legit. I think the original is yeah, the best, and then really I think Die Hard with a Vengeance with Samuel L. Jackson yeah, was two, uh-huh. and then I'll I'll probably put Die Hard two as three. We missed a trivia question last week, by the way, and it was what was Samuel L. Jackson's character's name in Die Hard? Zeus. Yeah, we missed it. Only hey, one Zeus. team got hey, it Zeus. right. Hey Zeus. <laughs> Only one team got it right. Are you serious? Yeah. Was that wasn't like the hint though, was it? No, it was, it was just like, what is Samuel Jackson's character's name? I'm in? disappointed in the world. Yeah. It was I, like me. Uh, there was a lot was. of people there. Yeah, it it was the week where it was like me, Charity, and Carrie. I think. Oh, it was a light crowd. Oh, it was a while ago then. It, it was, yeah, however long ago. Yeah. Disappointing. The three C's. Mm-hmm. So, I think everybody agrees. That Die Hard is a Christmas movie. What is another non-traditional Christmas movie? Gremlins. Yes. Gremlins is a great one. <laughs> Gremlins is Nicole, why is that one. funny? Come on. <laughs> I didn't expect that answer. It, it, uh, yeah. it, it happens during Christmas. Little little Billy, who works at the bank, got a, a, a Christmas gift. Is a Christmas movie a movie that takes place during Christmas or a movie in which Christmas is a major plot point? Yes. Uh-huh. Both. Both. Yeah. Correct. So, because I feel like those are two sub I think, I think it's, of. I think even if you use that as the definition, that's very true with Gremlins. I mean, she talks about, like, her father dying. I've never like, seen Gremlins, so I don't oh, know. You've never seen oh, Gremlins? What? Put oh, what? I will stop what I'm saying right there. Because, like, cause like, that's, in, in that definition of a Christian movie, like, Home Alone. Is it, a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie, because it, because it takes place in... Christmas isn't integral to that plot. 
But it is integral to the feel but, of the movie. Like, yeah, because Christmas it takes, trees everywhere. It takes place during Christmas. Right, but also, I mean, like, the scene where he, like, learns that the creepy old man is a nice guy, kind of, is, like, in a church and they're singing a... So, like, falling, I mean, that, it, it, it could happen in, like, around Easter and it would still be could, the same type of movie. I just feel like there's a, a subconscious I don't Christmas know, spirit uh, thing. I don't know which know? definition is right. I was just asking mm-hmm. out of curiosity. I think your definition is right. I just think... That even by that criteria, Gremlins and Home Alone both absolutely pass muster as Christmas mm-hmm. movies. So, do you have one, Nicole? That a non-traditional is... Christmas movie? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Not I... one that's like the you know. Uh, Does yeah. Love Actually count? Sure, sure. You can yeah. you can pull out Love Actually. Yeah, because that takes place a little. I mean, it, it takes place around Christmas, mm-hmm. so it happens a little bit before. So, but yeah, my toes. I think Love Actually probably was. An instigator or part of the instigators for this is what we need to do in order to make Hallmark movies. Yep. You just take little snippets of a movie like Love Actually and just make Hallmark Christmas movies like out whole, of it. Yeah, to take one single plot thread and make that a whole movie. Yep. Are, are you a Hallmark Christmas movie fan, Nicole? I mean, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I really like the like the all the cheesy Christmas movies that come out, like the Netflix ones. I, I got really into those last year. How many times did you watch The Christmas Prince on exactly repeat? once? <laughs> I think you can only watch it once. Well, they they had like a call out tweet where apparently like ten Netflix subscribers had watched it like forty times. Oh really? Yeah, like, I mean, they'd essentially watch it on repeat all of Christmas. Cameron, does your wife get in on the Hallmark Christmas movies? Hell no, no. She, Good, she good doesn't. Her. She doesn't watch much TV at all, and she definitely is not interested in like cheese ball Christmas stuff. T- Tyler's into it, and she knows it's bad, mm-hmm. but it, it's like a train wreck. You it's just like, you can't right. not it's watch it. It's designed to be something to be. It's like Doritos. Like you know, they're bad for you, but you eat them anyways, right? Like they're designed to be delicious and eatable. Like, yeah. They always have really stupid plots. Yeah. Well, you don't watch them for the plots, right? Well, I mean, I stupid in the yeah. fact that they're all the same. So, I, I think the familiar tropes is rich girl from, uh, the city. from the city comes back home and her family business, whatever that may be, could be a restaurant, could be a hotel, Christmas could be a farm, could be a Christmas tree farm, yeah. is going out of business or being taken over by some sort of hostile business. Or the town is failing, or the high school's about to be bulldozed. And the only person that can save it is the daughter that's coming home. Also, throw in a... Dude in a plaid shirt. A mm-hmm. dude who is single, uh, available, yeah, ready to mingle. The, could be divorced, could be a widow, yeah. could be Widow's a, best. Widow's could be a former best. high school yeah, high crush. School friend. Or you could a say he's single and ready to jingle. Ooh. Oh. I like what you did there. Yeah. Uh, I would also throw in a trope that for some reason there was always like a, like a neighborhood cop that's in the movie for some reason. I don't know why. Because he peaked in high school when he... I, I've just seen it a him. lot. Uh, the other trope that I've noticed so more too is is that um, everybody is even though it's like really like small town USA, everybody's house looks like it was in the most wealthiest suburb in in, mm-hmm. in your in your city. It's like the Home Alone Street. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. It is basically yeah. I'm I'm you know I'm I'm living 
There was one that we were watching. It was like a night before Christmas, but it was night K N. <laughs> yeah, and uh, she is a school teacher, but yet lives in like yeah, like a palatial house. Yeah, oh, yeah, like the Home Alone house. It's House Hunters. They're <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, it would be great if they made a a gritty, realistic Christmas Hallmark movie where. She goes home to her hometown because the family business is failing, and her high school boyfriend has an opioid addiction. That's yeah, the, no. that's but lifetime. That's, that's lifetime. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hallmark needs to stay in its lane. Yeah. Um, my favorite untraditional one is Trading Places. I think it's a good one. Have you seen that one, Nicole? Is that the one with that? Oh, that you made me watch one. that one time. Yeah, that could be. It's anything. got Eddie Murphy With and Dan Aykroyd. Racist stuff. In it. Oh yeah. Oh, it's the, definitely the racist culture. stuff. I think we actually men, talked right? about no, this that, last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan Aykroyd's in blackface. Yeah, in the the train, yes. the train scene. Oh, fuck, I don't remember and that. And like, I gotta say, like the whole thing with the gorilla, like. Yeah, I forgot. We actually talked about this in oh, yeah. last year's like Christmas podcast, and I remember. Yeah, it does, Nicole's like, you know, authentic. This Disgust. is wrong reaction. Yeah. There were some, you know, random boobs. You know, Jamie Lee Jamie Curtis. Curtis just I think it was. Good. I think it was required at this point in time for for Jamie Lee. I don't yeah. remember Jamie Lee Curtis's boobs. They don't stand out to me. So, fun fact: watching that movie on TV as a child with my father is when I learned what the definition of a prostitute was. Oh, <laughs> did, she, did your father have to explain it to you? Well, because because at some point, uh, you know, Dan Aykroyd's down on his luck. Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis takes him in, and at some point, he's like. You're a prostitute. Yeah. And I was like, Dad, what's a prostitute? And he was like, someone who exchanges sex for money. Just like cold hard facts. And that, I was like, that well, I'm never dad. talking to Dad again. Is that the <laughs> response you would give yeah. your children? Yeah. What's um, that? Is that the response you would give your children? He, Hey, he didn't lie. He didn't beat around the bush. He he took that no. question He knew on. you could handle it. Like a bold parent. That's a textbook think, definition, right? I don't yeah. think there's a good way to not say that. No, it's like, what are you, you going to do? You know, like. So one thing I've learned recently about Trading Places is they had, like, a new, I don't want to say law, but, like, SEC, Exchange Commission's uh, uh, regulation or rule that they named after, like, they called it, like, the Trading Places rule or the Mm -hmm. Eddie Murphy rule, which had to do with locking down whatever... Whatever it would take to prevent somebody getting access, early access to a commodity to, report. To a commodity that's what report. it was about. Yes, yeah. yes. That basically Duke and Duke, the old rich guys, decided to spend a lot of money to figure out, you know, what was the crop like yeah. for o- o- orange juice, which right. was a commodity. So, so I'm um, not sure if this counts because maybe it would be considered a traditional Christmas movie. But if if you would grant that it's a non-traditional Christmas movie. I would say uh, the Nutcracker for me. Really? Is it's like uh, so? My favorite growing up is the movie version of the Nutcracker, where um, animation or real life? Or? It's real life, but uh, Maurice Sendak did the art direction, mm. and it looks exactly like you would think it would look if he, if he's the artist. It looks just like where the wild things are and in the night kitchen, and I just think like visually, it's amazing, and it, like we watched every Christmas and. Um, it takes place at Christmas, like at the beginning, and it's just like super awesome. I love it, you know. Santa, do you have a favorite traditional Christmas movie? Traditional? (laughs) Really, uh, I 
Die Hard or Love Actually. Yeah, those are the only okay, two. Okay, traditional. Really... Moving on, yeah. Nicole. Uh, I guess growing up, as far as traditional Christmas movies, there were two we always watched. Uh, one was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Mm-hmm. The Climation. Yeah. We had a taped VHS of it that we would always watch. Yeah. We called it the Christmas tape. Yeah. And it had all the commercials still on there, so I really remember those commercials really vividly. With the one was the Campbell Soup one. Mm-hmm. With the snowman melting, and the other was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one where they all come down. At wow! Christmas, really? I don't know why those commercials stand out to me so much, but they do. Mm. The other one is the the Jimmy Stewart one. It's Wonderful Life. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. that's my mom's pick. Apparently, so I just saw this randomly. Apparently, there's a theater company that did a uh, a version of It's a Wonderful Life on stage called. It's a it's an honorable life, and it was it's a wonderful life, but with Klingons. Okay. <laughs> I'd watch that out of curiosity. Yeah, me too. I like. I hope there's a video somewhere that we can get our hands on. Um, my mom probably would watch that too. Yeah. Um. So those are the two traditional Christmas movies that I associate with Christmas. I was as a traditional movie was always a fan of the Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, there was there was one that was like a made-for-TV CBS that had uh, George C. Scott, uh, the guy that played Patton in that. Oh. Yeah, the General Patton movie mm-hmm. as Scrooge, and he did just I thought a really good job yeah. about it. So, and it was it was scary too. Yeah. Um, I oh, mean, also Scrooged. Well, that's the non-traditional yeah, favorite I Christmas Scrooged. Carol, which is also still really good. If and, I and thought of that, that would have been. My it's answer. it's actually one of that. I I still think one of Bill Murray's one of his better yeah, works. It's a great movie. So yeah. fantastic. It doesn't movie. top Groundhog Day, but it's up there. <sighs> so many good yeah. Bill Murray movies. It just Charlie where, where Christmas start? Is, is a good traditional one. Also, it's good. Do you know that that uh, CBS for ABC whoever it was tried to. Get uh, Charles Lutz to cut out Linus's reading from the oh, Bible because really? they wanted it to be very secular. And he goes, "No, that's the the biggest important part of the thing." Well, is, not only you know, I mean, it's it's about Christmas. I mean, yeah, well, CBS the secular to take the Christmas Christ out of the Christmas, the, the, the Santa Christmas. Yeah. So, does anybody rem- remember the movie uh, the Sant- the Santa Claus the movie with Tim Allen? Tim Allen. Uh, no, that's the Santa Claus. This yeah. is. Santa Claus the movie that stars W. Uh, no, the the character. Okay, so who's the? Is that the one where like he Santa quits and somebody else takes over the shop? No. Okay. okay, so the guy that plays uh, Lebowski in the Big Lebowski, not the dude, Jeff, Jeff Daniels, but oh, the yeah. other guy. Yeah, that guy. David Hiddleston, maybe. Yeah. He yeah. he is Santa Claus in the movie. Hmm. And John Lithgow is in the movie. He's the the bad guy. Kind of a random movie. Yeah. Worth going to check out. It's not great, but I, for some reason, st- stuck with it. And it, I think I've seen... Is there a thing where, like, they... Uh, there's, like, magic dust that yes, lets them fly? Yes, there's magic dust. Uh, that's the movie I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He eats a bunch of candy canes and flies off into the into exactly. space. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, so Dudley Moore, because you need a Dudley Moore in a movie... Uh, plays one of Santa's elves. Yeah. And they have the magic dust that makes the reindeer fly. Right, yeah, yeah. And apparently, Dudley Moore 
tries to shortcut some Santa gifts, and they like fall apart, right. and so Santa has to like fire him. So Dudley Moore leaves North Pole, goes to New York City, brings the space dust with him, and says, "Look, all I need is, or the magic dust right, yeah. is a, a a gift that just you know takes off, and Santa will have me back." Mm-hmm. And so his gift is to make uh, like lollipops or candy canes, something that has the the magic dust mm-hmm. that then makes kids fly. I gotcha. So. Yeah. Yeah. That Sounds was... loose, but it carries. Yeah, it no, I, I liked that movie as a kid a lot. So those are the recommendations of the Christmas yeah. movies, Nicole, <laughs> that the Guy Girl Santa podcast we, uh, has you rec- recommended. Disney has out. one out. Oh, uh, don't watch those. It's not bad. Look, there are no good. bad Christmas movies. It's not good. Noel, uh, Anna Kendrick, and Bill Hader. Nah. It's, it's the it's, oh, I've heard of that. Do they sing that. a bunch? No, they don't sing. There's okay. no singing. But it's like there, there's Santa Claus is real, and and he dies, and Bill Hader is the he's in line to be the next Santa. Santa but, is like a dynastic. Title just like on. just like the Santa Claus, where Santa Claus dies on Tim Allen's right. roof. Oh, well, but, yeah. it, but oh, this no, is more, it's passed to his children. It's more like uh, like Dread Pirate Roberts from uh, Princess Bride. So it's like the next the next one uh, down. And so, but he doesn't want to be Santa Claus, so he moves he moves to Arizona, or he runs away to Arizona. And then Anna Kendrick, who his is his sister Noel, she goes to 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 bring him back to mm. the North Pole, so you know they can deliver presents I on see. Christmas Day. It's not. It's fine. (laughs) So, uh, as we wrap up our podcast, so are we wrapping up the decade. Uh, Rather than look back, Nicole, on the 2010s, let let us look upon the 2020s. What are you looking forward to in the 2020s? In the 2020s? Um... I guess I'm looking forward to seeing the next phase of the MCU. Uh, That's a great one. Hoping they keep the steam going, keep keep the creative juices flowing, and keep changing it up a little bit. Yeah. So that we get another 10 years worth of, of fun movies to watch. Cameron, how about you? Uh, I'm looking forward to Trump's third term and the ice caps melting. Mm. That sounds like sarcasm. Awesome. Yeah. None of them are going to be connected for yeah. the least little bit. Yeah. Uh, in terms of movies, I don't know. Uh, I think, you know, we, one thing we didn't get this year is that one, like, super cerebral sci fi movie that we meant, you know, like Looper and X Men. Yeah. We didn't get that this year. And so I hope we get, you know, or this solid... decade. I mean, we had a few, but. Maybe typically, not in 2019. Typically, there's like one per year. Yeah, we were talking about this and in live podcast. And we did podcast. not get one in 2019. Yeah. I'm not sure if we got one in 2018 either. And uh, so I'm hoping for a return of at least one hard sci-fi movie a year in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Santa? Uh, I hope maybe in the next four years, five years, the the streaming wars will be over. And there will, like, a la Demolition Man only one streaming service to rule them all eh. just like, probably not happening but i just don't think i think disney and netflix can coexist i think it may be a duopoly. And Hulu. And well disney owns disney owns Hulu. Uh, there's gonna be at&t you know with their hbo and then fuck them did CBS. you see snl was that was talking about the peacock and even even they can't keep it straight yeah, so he's yeah, talking so. about it <laughs> Let's go check out what's happened on the cock. 
Man, I missed a good SNL, it sounds like. Uh, I didn't really say that, but I mean, it's just... I mean, that's what it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I, I am... I, I do think they're going to come up with something that is hopefully, uh, you know, digestible with the 90s when it comes to music. Uh, you know, for me, 90s music is, you know... Everybody kind of says, like, the movie, the music that you listen to, like, in junior high, high school, college, sort of kind of cements you for, you know, what you listen to going forward in your life. And that was definitely me. So I'm curious. There's going to be good stuff and there's going to probably be some bad stuff, but I'm I'm excited about to to see what happens that. And Sandy, you mentioned mine. I'm I'm kind of curious what's going to be happening with with, with the, the streaming stuff. Uh, because I, I do think it's going to peak, and I think it's going to change how we all watch entertainment going forward, and I'm really curious about what that means. Because I, I do think, like, network television as we know it changed radically in the last 10 years, and in 2020 it's just going to be something totally different that... Honestly, Cameron, your kids are just not going to understand just the concept of, of just... You know, cable television or... or, Yeah, they won't understand flipping through channels, which I think is a loss in the sense that, like, it eliminates the ability to fall upon something you weren't aware of. I don't know. I fall upon weird stuff on Netflix all the time. I guess you can... uh, It's just a different way to fall upon. It's like, you know, like, I've got DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff, but I I don't take them out and watch it. Yeah. If I see it on TV as I'm flipping, I'll I'll sit and watch it. That's an old trope, but it's definitely true. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't own... I essentially don't own any physical media. There's, like, three DVDs I still own because, Mm -hmm. like, if if somebody's at my house and they say they haven't watched it, I'm going to give it to them. Mm -hmm. But, like, other than that, like, I don't see a point. I think one-off movies I definitely don't watch, but Mm -hmm. if I think about DVDs that I put in, I have, like, some documentaries that I put in, and then I'll put in Lord of the Rings, and I'll put in Star Wars and Godfather. And certain then, movies that I, like, I don't think Lord of the Rings is on Netflix. So certain movies yeah. that I used to own the DVD of, I ripped it to my computer. So, like, if I purchased the media at some point, I, like, own it still, but... Yes. Lord of the Rings, even if it is on streaming, it is not on extended edition Blu-ray like it is at my house. Right. Yeah. Yeah. With the high quality of a, of the Blu-ray, with and all the extra scenes and everything else. watching a Blu-ray is indeed a better It is a much oh, it's higher a quality than It's ten times better experience. Even if you have, like, gigabit, which you do. Yeah. Like, the Blu-ray is higher fidelity. Looks, looks good on our TV. Looks, looks fantastic. Fine. Yeah. So... All right, well, uh, this was episode 30. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining in. We want to wish you all a happy holidays, Merry Quis- Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, uh, whatever sort of evil, you know, celebration Festivus yeah, for Festivus, the rest of us. Yeah. You'll have um, fun with you people. A, uh, a joyous Ramadan. I'm not sure if that happens right now. I thought that was Kwanzaa. That's different. Ramadan. All right. Well, I I don't tend to be an expert in religion. Happy New Year, everybody. Or Merry New Year. Uh, We'll catch you next time.